This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 3rd, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The president's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, says he paid off adult film actress Stormy Daniels at the direction of his client, Donald Trump. If the claim is true, is that a crime? And is it an impeachable offense? Taking these questions in turn and understanding what impeachment is supposed to be is vitally important. That from Cato's Gene Healy, we spoke last week. Michael Cohen is no longer... Donald Trump's personal attorney. Uh, Donald Trump uh, took the not particularly extraordinary step for him uh, and said, if you're looking for a good lawyer, essentially don't hire Michael Cohen. <laughs> and uh, Michael Cohen is now, I suppose, a uh, an asset of the special counsel. So what happened? What does that mean? Yeah, he used to be referred to as Trump's fixer, and now he's sort of got Donald Trump in a jam. Uh, So last week, uh, Cohen pled guilty to a number of offenses, um, the most relevant of which is uh, excessive campaign contribution in the form of a a $130,000 hush money payment to the adult film star Stormy Daniels, uh, which Cohen said uh, the payment was made at the direction of a a candidate for federal office, uh, which was Donald Trump. Uh, So the issue is that uh, Trump's former attorney has pled guilty to a felony violation of campaign finance law and implicated the president in that violation. Uh, And that's why uh, people are talking about this as a new development uh, that will tend to spur or give new strength to calls for impeachment. So what's the case to be made that this actually did circumvent campaign finance law? Well, that's uh, the interesting thing is you can argue this both ways, uh, both a, a, as a uh, criminal matter and as an, uh, an issue of, impe- of impeachable offenses, uh, which don't necessarily I- involve criminal matters. Um, so, uh, if you wanted to make the case that it's not, uh, a crime and not an impeachable offense, there's, there's plenty of evidence, uh, for both. Uh, you could say that, uh, you know, what, what's at issue here, it's not entirely clear that it's a crime. It rests on a contested, uh, interpretation of, uh, campaign finance law. In 2012, when the Department of Justice tried to prosecute former Senator John Edwards on the theory that uh, a donor's hush money payment uh, to his mistress was an illegal campaign contribution, uh, Department of Justice uh, that you know sp- failed spectacularly. The jury wouldn't convict on that. They also had uh, three, I believe, uh, former Federal Election Commission commissioners uh, in that case who testified or otherwise gave evidence that this would not uh, have been considered a campaign contribution, that uh, a third-party payment uh, to a mistress uh, would not is not something that was typically considered a, a campaign contribution. In fact, uh, Brad Smith, former FEC commissioner and friend of Cato, pointed out in the Washington Post recently that 
if Trump uh, had instead used campaign funds to to make the payments to Stormy Daniels, uh, he, he could have been liable for uh, using campaign funds for personal expenses. So uh, in, this is not uh, – in terms of crimes, this is uh, – this. You know, there, there's plenty of room for dispute here. And uh, the, I think you could say the, the same in terms of whether this rises to the level of a, a high crime or misdemeanor uh, in uh, an impeachment proceeding. Uh, impeachments don't require crimes. Uh, crimes are, are neither necessary nor sufficient to make out a, an impeachable offense. So, you know, murder is both a crime and an impeachable offense, even according to uh, the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Um, But uh, ripping the tag off a mattress, uh, you know, misappropriating the the likeness of Smokey Bear, which is a federal offense. Uh, There there are any number of federal crimes that you can uh, point to that don't go to what impeachment's all about, which is uh, fitness for public, for continued service in a position of power. Uh, and if you're making the case against the Stormy Daniels payoff as an impeachable offense, you would say, look, this is a lot more like uh, underreporting some taxable income than it is like treason or bribery. That being the, the backdrop here, um, the case for this being impeachable uh, seems to be, uh, as uh, Paul Rosenzweig put it recently uh, in, in on this podcast, he said, it's whatever the House of Representatives can agree on. Well, uh, that's what Gerald Ford famously said in 1970. I think it goes a little too far. Uh, you know, I don't think the Constitution reduces the impeachable offense to whatever you can get the votes for. There's a, there, there's a question of law and a question of politics. So, for example, if uh, that the House of Representatives decided to impeach Donald Trump because he eats well-done steak with ketchup, uh, and they had the votes for that, that still wouldn't rise to, it wouldn't meet the legal standard. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think we should reduce impeach, impeachment, which is a mixed question of law and politics, just to what's politically viable. Conversely, if you had a president who... Uh, you know, used a drone to assassinate a political enemy, and he was extremely popular, and uh, you couldn't get the votes to impeach him, I think you could still say that that would be an impeachable offense legally, uh, even if the politics don't cash out that way. All right. So uh, with respect to the Clinton impeachment, this was uh, a lie made under oath about something that's you know, apparently pretty pointless, which is a a romantic involvement that he tried to keep hidden. Yeah, you you could almost think that the parallels are are pretty close. Uh, And what's going to be awkward about this is uh, so many, the the Clinton impeachment was two decades ago, and so many people, you know, have long careers in politics. A lot of them are around now to take the other side of the issue. So yeah, you can say that... uh, with some justice, that uh, this is a lot like what happened in the Clinton impeachment, uh, you know, breaking the law to cover up a private sexual affair. Uh, and a lot of the country at the time, and probably even more now, thought it was overkill to uh, to 
to impeach a president over that. Uh, but again, it's going to be awkward for uh, certain people like Mike Pence. Uh, Mike Pence in the 90s was saying that the president should be held to a higher moral standard than the rest of us because he has nuclear weapons. Uh, or Lindsey Graham, who was an impeachment manager uh, making this case. Um, you know, but hypocrisy is uh, par for the course in politics. So I, I think if you want to, you know, the, the case that it's not an impeachable offense, uh, I think there's there's plenty of evidence for that that uh, opponents of impeachment can resort to. On the other side, uh, what people who are arguing that it is an impeachable offense have said that uh, not only was this payoff a illegal, uh, it was an unlawful act that arguably changed the outcome of the 2016 election. Uh, the payment to Stormy Daniels' lawyer was made, uh, I think it was October 26, uh, 2016, so less than two weeks before uh, election day at a time when the Trump campaign was just sort of recovering from the Access Hollywood tape. So what folks like Lawrence Tribe have said is that the framers were concerned with corrupt acquisition of the presidency. You, you have uh, people like George Mason talking about how if the uh, a presidential candidate were if – if someone were to become president after having bribed the electors in the electoral college, uh, then uh, that would be an impeachable offense. Now, that's a stretch, I think, the you know relative to what's alleged here. Uh, but you you also have uh, our most recent impeachment case in 2010 involved a federal judge, uh, G. Thomas Porteous, and one of the charges against him was that he corruptly procured his office by. Uh, concealing information and lying to the Senate about facts in his background that were material to his confirmation. Uh, so those would be the sorts of arguments you'd see for for people who uh, want to frame this as an impeachable offense. This seems a long way from investigating Russian interference in U.S. elections in much the same way uh, the Lewinsky scandal um, seems a long way from Whitewater. Yeah. Um, in this case, uh, you know, Special Counsel Mueller referred it to the uh, uh, U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York. So it did, you know, it's something that grew out of uh, the initial investigation and uh, it was handed over to a different jurisdiction. But yeah, these things, the special counsel investigations tend to take on a life of their own. Uh, Ken Starr started with Whitewater and moved on to travel office, uh, you know, FBI, Filegate, and uh, finally to the Lewinsky affair. So that is uh, a, always a factor or maybe a danger uh, when you have uh, special prosecutors. Where does this go? I mean, the the, the politics of it, I mean, this ultimately uh, is, it's both, as you say, uh, legal and political. Uh, where does it go between here and this time next year? 
Well, I think everything depends on whether the Democrats take the House in the midterm elections. Uh, if they take the House, they'll have control of, among other things, the House Judiciary Committee. They'll have a majority uh, available for uh, impeachment if they want to go down that road. And, uh, you know, they, I think, will be under considerable pressure from their base. A lot of the polls show that uh, although around 40 percent of the country, uh, you know, is open to the idea of impeachment uh, for Democratic voters, self-identified Democrats, it's quite a bit higher, you know, over 70 percent in a lot of polls. So uh, it, you know, it remains to be seen. Uh, what What is uh, kind of strange about this, though, is uh, the if we have an impeachment inquiry, it's. It seems like it's going to spend a lot of time. I don't know, calling on former uh, federal election commissioners and debating the minutia of campaign finance law, and that's not really what impeachment is about. That's more of a reflection of what I've called the the overcriminalization of impeachment. People have become so convinced that you need uh, a you know, an actual criminal offense that there's a lot of pressure to uh, to to come up with one uh, because that that people have lost sight if they you know if they ever understood it. People uh, over the decades have lost sight of the fact that that impeachment is really about, as Hamilton put it, the misconduct of public men. It's a national inquest into uh, violations of the public trust, and that's not a legalistic uh, criminal enterprise. Uh, you know, crimes can be relevant to that inquiry, but they're not dispositive. And it seems that uh, once again, there's going to be a lot of legalese and a lot of focusing on federal statutes when the the larger purpose of impeachment and, and the inquiry it's supposed to undertake is about uh, the public trust and fitness for public office, not whether there were technical violations of federal criminal statutes. Gene Healy is author of The Cult of the Presidency. He's also a vice president at the Cato Institute. You can subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes, Google Podcasts, and if you like, ask Alexa to play the Cato Daily Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.